All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Can you see Did you notice? Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. At arm's You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code HockeySeason 
capital H, capital S, all one word, hockey season. It is almost hockey season. Oh, it is. So be sure to go load up on some hacky cards over at ZephyrEpic.com. Tomorrow morning, I'm there at Zephyr Epic, seeing the good folks out there uh, and going to have some more packs to open up. they got a whole new crop coming in for us as well. So, so you are going stuff. to their retail location, conveniently located mm-hmm. in Surrey, British Columbia. Not as convenient as Burnaby Mountain, some might say, well, but... Zephyr Epic, you can check them out, like I said, at their retail location like you're doing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if you are out there and you want to get your cards online, go to ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic.com. Hockey season is our promo code. We're yeah, five dollars off your order, fifty dollars uh and more gets you free shipping Canada wide from you can go into the store at Zephyr Epic. You can go into the store, and I'm going to handle this with them tomorrow because this is what they told me last time. You go in there, you yell out hockey season, $5 off in store as You well. scream it at the cashier is what you once yeah, said. Yeah, it's not just an online thing. You don't have to scream it at the cashiers, and they're, they're good folks out there. Don't be yelling at them, but soft, gentle voice, hockey season. Can I hear your soft, gentle voice? Hockey season. Nice. It's a warm voice I got there. It's Shout out to uh, welcome to everyone on YouTube as well. We know we do this on podcast and on YouTube. The channel has, uh, actually, I wrote in the notes, the channel has surpassed 2,000 subscribers. Mm. That's a lie. We are at exactly 2,000 subscribers right now on the YouTube channel. Someone's going to unsubscribe right now just to spite you. Oh, that's not great. You never but, point that out. No, no one's going to unsubscribe. In uh, fact, if they're here. I might unsubscribe right now. Everybody in the chat here, they're good folks. They're all watching the show. They're subscribers. Appreciate everyone for that. Um, so Special yeah. shout out. Yeah. I thought this is what you were going to do, but you instead want to talk about our number. Oh. Special shout out to Ivan Wang. 5 a.m. in Osaka. He's watching us. Uh, he says he fell asleep halfway through last time he watched. Doesn't think he will last as long today. Says he really enjoys listening to us. Uh, so, Ivan, thank you for the support. Couldn't couldn't find a better way to wake up, or a worse way, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Osaka, they uh, that's the home of the Pokemon Center. There's a Pokemon Center in Osaka. I'm wearing my Pokemon shirt today. Man, Pikachu's got freaking green screen again, man. I would like to go to Japan. It's on the bucket list. It is for me. It's uh, a beautiful place. My, you know, I tell you about uh, my favorite security guard in Abbotsford, Mars. Mm. My boy, Marcel. He uh, he traveled for six weeks in Japan. I, I love hearing the stories about Japan from him. He told me a lot of good stuff. Mars, listener of the show as well. I'll see him at the Abbotsford Center very soon. We'll be getting out there soon. Yeah. Uh, Penticton, Young Stars. That's where we're starting today. Ooh. Can uh, I get one thing out of the way first? Sure. It... Okay. This is a, a big life topic I want to get to. I'm only going to spend three minutes on it. They need to make getting a driver's license so much harder. They need to make it so much more difficult because the drivers around here, I can't deal with it, man. Like, I, I was on the island yesterday and just it was nice driving with good folks on the island. Everybody letting you in, giving you a wave. Everybody's waving. They need to do something here at, with everybody. Like, you, you've got to make the driver's license test harder. Because yeah. some people are just horrendous while driving. Or if you're like a learn, or if you're learning and you're a bad driver, put a big orange cone on the top of their car. Like, mm-hmm. the N's and the L's on the back yep. of the cars. Put a cone on the top because some people, I can't believe how people drive in this city. It's horrendous. You I don't know this. about you. The further east you go, I yeah. find, the better the drivers get. Like the further east you go. Like I think Burnaby has some has better drivers than Vancouver. I think Coquitlam has better drivers than Burnaby. I think Maple Ridge has better drivers than Coquitlam and so on and so on and so on. I know I'm well, talking north side that. of the Fraser River. Right. But I think it's the same with the south side too. Right? Like – 
You know, Surrey, you go over to Langley, then you go to Abbotsford. I actually feel like the drivers Surrey's, get better and better. Surrey actually has, like, out of the cities, I think Surrey's actually pretty good. Yeah, I and, think so, too. Surrey's got some big, wild roads and turns. I think the drivers in Surrey are actually maybe the best from, I, like, the, the surrounding cities here. You know, Vancouver. it's funny you bring this up, because I had to go to uh, UBC, yeah. right? I had to go to UBC yesterday, and I drove from Coquitlam to UBC, and... Yeah. I noticed this that the the, the closer oh. I got to UBC, the the more just boneheaded traffic decisions I've seen yeah. from drivers. And I'll be honest, the, I I think the roads are also poorly designed in Vancouver as sure, well. Sure. Like I think there's a lot of blind corners, and part of that is people parking where they shouldn't, too close to corners, right? But I had a like yesterday, I had a woman who. <laughs> I said that very aggressively. It, it happened to be a woman. Um, I was driving and we both pull up to a stop sign, right? Mm-hmm. And she was there way before me, like a good five seconds before me. And she just stopped and like she looked at the traffic both ways. And <laughs> I was expecting her to go, right? Because she, she was turning. She was turning left, I should say. And I was turning or I was going straight. And we, she came up with the stop Man. sign, and then like five seconds later, I was there. So I'm expecting her to turn, and she just starts aggressively waving at me. And then I was like, "Oh, it's it's not actually my turn. Like it's your turn." So I'm like looking at traffic, right? And you know, I have to look both ways. Like I said, there's cars parked, blind corners, all that sort of stuff. So I look, and I drive past. She's flipping me off. Oh, she's giving me the bird finger for taking too long. And it's like, hey. I got to look, man. Like I wasn't I wasn't supposed to go. You just waved me on and like I even stopped when she waved on. I was like, "No, no, no, it's you." And I tried to motion to her and she just got more aggressive and I was yeah, like, wow. "Holy cow." I so just, anyways, so maybe it is just like a big city and just the, like with that many people, maybe you just have to be a little bit more like just make it a little bit more difficult for people to get a license, man, cuz like it, it is Horrendous out here. I did see uh, Nick said in the chat, I find Tesla drivers are snobs and think they own the road. Yeah. Yep. How many times do you get a Tesla flying by you doing 85 and a 50? Yeah, totally. Come on. Those things are electric as hell. Don't let them go over 70 down the, totally. down the 50 roads. Just, just tether it down. No, but, uh, and like that's the thing. Like <laughs> One ways, because like, I grew up in Nanaimo, smaller yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still a decent-sized city. But like we didn't have one ways. You know, so that's, I feel like that throws you through a loop. You start throwing one ways into the equation, you're out to lunch. But I'm just saying like... Uh, I don't know. I'd be uh, I'd be cranking it up a little bit, making it a little more difficult, or make the bad drivers put a huge orange cone on the top of their car, like you're playing Rocket League yes, with a topper. Like <laughs> that's what they need. It's brutal. Abbotsford isn't good. Yeah, Quinn said uh, Quinn's bang on this. Abbotsford, those roundabouts off the highway, those are a joke. I don't know what that is too, but I'm not going to get into that. I avoid those roundabouts now. I know a couple back roads. From oh, there. and Quinn brings up a good point yep. in Abbotsford. You get the trucks, no, the but, truckers who think hey, they're invincible. Let the, give those guys some room. Those guys and gals driving the trucks, give them some room. Same with buses. Just give Absolutely. them all the space in the and, world. And that's the thing. Is I, those people are like that because they've had these, mm-hmm. you know, these wave at a stop sign people and then yeah. flip you off. They've had those people almost, you know, cause major accidents. So I understand. Look, my dad was a truck driver. Yep. I, I understand. Like, I, I and I, I did a few ride-alongs with them. Right. People, you know, some truck drivers are bad. They think they're invincible. I, I absolutely agree with you. But I think more than that, there are a lot more drivers in, like, sedans and whatever mm. that think they own the road and that they're like, yeah, you know what? I can brake check this this truck with a you know, 18-foot trailer on. Unreal. Yeah, I can brake check him. No, He's got time to stop. Like, no. You got to... Yeah. Anyways, agreed. 
You gotta gotta no, make I'm, it harder I'm for people it. to get their license. I think that's it. and then you know what? If you disagree with me, you're one of the crappy drivers. So I'm just gonna say that. Okay, let's get to the youngster stuff here. No discussion needed. No discussion needed. If you disagree with me, you're wrong and you're a bad driver. Okay. Uh, it's funny, uh, Aaron in the chat, our, our technical producer didn't even bring him up, oh. Aaron Bordado, um, off the top, he messages and said, KK, let's ride. I thought that was him telling us to move it along here. Stop <laughs> talking about the bad drivers, but we will move it along, yeah. uh, even if it wasn't Aaron that told us to. Aaron likes our conversations. The, uh, you know, the drivers in Edmonton are good, and, and Aaron can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, do you know a lot of people in Edmonton don't even get snow tires? I tell you what, if you if you live in a city... Where there's snow consistently yes. every year, yeah. you they'll be better drivers there 100 percent of the way because you got to be careful. It's just like drive. Everyone's just got to slow down a little bit. Man. Everybody's like, got to slow down. You know me, I don't go over the speed limit, not even one kilometer ever. Yeah. I, I never go over. A speed You're a limit safe driver unless uh, you know unless I got to get to Abbotsford and I'm flying down the HOV with Harmon. <laughs> well, that's me. different. Yeah, but anyways, right. okay. Uh, I'm young interested. Stars. I'm riding up to Youngstars with Drance and Harm tomorrow. We're leaving. Yeah. Uh, Drance is driving. I tell you what, I've seen him with the speed limit. I'm not going to say anything. I've been in the car with Drance before, though. I'm not going to get him in trouble here. On you're gonna, you're gonna lose your ride to Penticton. No, I'm if you saying, keep hey, talking. I know he's gonna get us there safe. I know that. I okay. know that. Awesome. Who should okay. DJ? Do you think me, Harm, or Drance? I don't know. You. Who should be the DJ? D- definitely you, actually. Well, Har- Harmon's got Harmon. Know. Harmon knows what all the youths are listening to. Yeah, okay. Right. You don't know the youths. Yeah. All right. Let's go. It's okay. Neither do I. Young okay. stars. <laughs> Young stars. So yes. I'm heading up there tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna get games going on Friday. Saturday is a day off for the Vancouver Canucks. Sunday is another game, and then Monday as well. Then we'll come back on Monday. But we got some hockey to talk about, man. Coming up here very soon. Let's get the roster up. Let's get this roster up because it dropped yesterday, uh, and you guys had it covered here at Canucks Army. Some names that kind of shocked me a little bit. Do you want me to start there? Yeah, start start okay. with those because I think every everybody had questions and it was funny because I wrote the article. You took yourself a day off, went and hit the links yesterday. Well, Almost but, two eagles in one round yesterday. Okay. I had one. Okay, eagle we're not getting more yeah, distracted. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry, but it was funny because I wrote this article and people in the comments were like, "Oh, do you know what's going on with Zlodiev? I'm like, "No, of course not." So you know what's going on with Zlodiev and Plastic. Those are the bit. two names I kind of pointed out to you when I saw them. But yes, your surprises. You wrote about it, Canucks Army. Go ahead. All right, Zlodia was a big surprise. Um, so his uh, his contract was terminated in the KHL. So I think he's here to potentially earn a spot on the AHL team. I mean, this is something that I talked about with him in years past, that yes, he wants to, you know, it was, was his goal to come play in North America. And the AHL is obviously a great option for him. I'm not sure if he's even at that level yet. So I think this this Young Stars tournament's a really good opportunity for Dmitry Zlodiev, who's a center out of Russia. Canucks selected him in the sixth round of the 2019, 2020 draft, one of those. Um so you're looking at a player who can play center. I think he's going to fit in nicely to this Young Stars lineup. They kind of need a couple centers here in that forward group. Uh, the other name that was a little, like, I don't want to say I was shocked to see this, but Aiden McDonough and Atu Ratu, neither of them were at the Vancouver Canucks development camp. And a lot of the time you can see the development camp and say, okay, this is how the lineup's going to look for the Young Stars a little bit. But a couple guys who weren't at development camp that were there, Aiden McDonough and Atu Ratu, so good for them. They're probably going to be the top line, what we see out there. Uh, and Carol Plastic, yeah. So if you remember, Carol Plastic was here the very first year that Abbotsford launched um, their AHL team. He only played eight games. He was injured, had a foot injury. Well, actually, do you remember the story of him? Like that I heard about. He like when the flooding was going on, he was in a hotel. He's uh, he's got like you know he's got a cat like big cast on his foot. He I couldn't walk. That was Seelovs. No, Seelovs was in the same hotel. But Plastic had uh, Plastic couldn't like carry oh, all yes, the stuff. Yes, and yes. A good Abbotsford family helped him get all of his stuff as yes. they saw this guy going down in crutches walking around. They they came in and helped him out because they got good folks out there in Abbotsford. Not not the best drivers, but the folks out there, they're good. <laughs> um, and like, so Carol Plastic, him coming back, 
He's been in uh, Czechia, the Czech leagues, top leagues. Uh, and he's a skilled little player, right? He's going to be nice at this little tournament here uh, to see him get back. And I hope he can make an impact with the Abbotsford team. He's still on an entry-level contract, Carol Plastic. This is the final year of his ELC. So it looks like, from the look of this, from knowing that Czechia is playing their pro league already right now, the season started over there. The fact that Plastic's here, you can probably expect him to be with the Abbotsford Canucks this coming season. So a nice little news piece there as well. I like it. I like it. So... One guy I wanted to talk about that I completely... And you know what? Someone pointed out in the chat already. I forgot to talk about him in my article. Yep. Tolopilo. Nikita Tolopilo is the goaltender. If you checked the goddamn outline, you would know that I got... Tolopilo's next up on the list here. Do you have the outline for the first time? No? No. Yeah. He, so Tolopilo's going to be the guy. Oh, right? He's got to be at this tournament. Here. gives you the right to talk about Tolopilo just because you wrote it down? I've seen him enough. <laughs> You've seen him enough. Yeah, okay, so this is here. the guy I really, really am excited to watch. And uh, Commander Vander in the chat brought up that Hirose is going to be a level above everybody else. He should be. Like, that's the thing. When we look at this, we see Hirose, McWard, you know, even McDonough, maybe Ratu. You also put in that conversation and be like, okay, right. these guys should be a step above everybody else. Yeah. Archer Silovs isn't going to be there for the Canucks. He's got enough pro experience. I'll tell you what, he's got his sights set on the backup position. Uh, NHL backup job more than anything. And, sure. Um, can't really blame him either. But Tolopilo, the Young Stars goaltender, this is somebody that I'm very intrigued to watch because I've seen him getting in the work. Uh, Marco Terenius was on the ice yesterday. Um, not really working so much with Tolopilo, but like... I know they're talking, right? They they have to be talking, and I know we Can were I getting... Can I say a funny thing about Terenius real quick? Sure. So I, I ran into him twice out at UBC. Marco Terenius, who's the Abbotsford uh, goalie, goalie coach, coach, also helps out with the, the NHL stuff as well, and the prospects. Big guy. He's a big winking guy. Every time I've seen him, he walks by, boom, hits, like, I can't wink very well. Marco Terenius, the goalie coach, like, he is, he's got that, you know, some guys can just do it. They just got, like, a real clean, like, how you doing, like, wink thing? Yeah. That's his thing. He's got, he's a big sauna guy. Oh, I remember yeah. when, Sauna, he, they when, call it, yeah. when he first got to Vancouver, he was, you know, asking about the saunas. And I was like, I don't know. Like, Eileen Daly? Anyways. You don't uh, even know where Eileen Daly is. Yeah, it's uh, around the corner. Uh, Nikita uh, Tolopilo here. Yes. So he's, so let's listen, get back on that. Let's get let's talk about the player real quick. Like, six foot six, big Belarusian goalie. Uh, he's coming over, obviously, great numbers in the Alsvenskan last year. Expect him to be playing a lot in the AHL, but it's also going to depend. League leading he's safe still, percentage in Alsvenskan. Yeah, like, incredible. For, for the age that he was at and the league that he was in, like, the Alsvenskan's a tough league to put up a very high save percentage. And Tolpila was excellent. There's a reason why they went out and got this guy. Really liked him at development camp. Both of us did. Um, so I like him getting, you know, two of the three games probably here this weekend, I would expect. Fits the Ian Clark mold of a really tall, lanky goaltender who maybe doesn't have the best technique yet. Sure. But it's like that quote that Clarkie gave me like a year, two years ago when we were talking about Koskenvo or Silov's one of the two. Mm. He said, he's like, yeah, I kind of joke that we can teach technique in a weekend. And like, oh. it's much easier to teach a guy how to have technique rather than teach someone, you know, Stuff that you just naturally have, like your athleticism and, you know, your reaction time and all that. It's harder to teach that. It's really easy to teach technique. Like, yeah, I can tell you where you're supposed to put your hands. I can show you how to, you know, shuffle your feet when the puck is cycling up top. And obviously those are two big things that um, the Canucks goaltending department focuses on when they're training these goaltenders is yep. those two things. Um, you know, the, the three stance system, right? Like I can teach you all that. But what what can you do when you're on your back on the ice? Like when you can't see the puck, but you know it's three feet away from you through six six bodies yeah, in front of you. How can you 
block the most space from the yes. empty net, right? Like how, in those situations. How good C-Lobs are you at is, keeping yourself flush to the ice, your knees flush to the ice when yep. you're moving around? And that's something Seelovs, I oh, think, buddy. does better than anybody. Well, I don't know if uh, Tolopilo's got those long old Tolopilo does too, him. yeah. The but, length, it's length, right? I, I think that's the thing you're seeing with Seelovs right now is, listen, since he's come in, since he was drafted by the Vancouver Canucks, we started watching, we're like, wow, he's super athletic. And he's working at these things like now to, to kind of – yeah, be able to have that in your back pocket, the athleticism. But at the same time, if you work with these goaltending coaches and you buy into the system, you are going to get results. We've seen that with the Vancouver Canucks in recent years here anyways. So, yeah, Tolopil is going to be the guy. Um, the other name, obviously, on the goaltending list is Ty Young. Um, he'll probably get a game, right? I don't think they're going to give the other goaltender. Lemieux, I believe, is the third goaltender here. Um, and I don't think he's going to get as much time uh, between the pipes as well. But I think you'll see one game of Young. Probably, two, I think two for Tolopilo makes sense. Like, get Tolopilo a couple of games here before we get into training camp because he's probably going to end up being fourth on the on the depth chart, right? Like, I think yep. that's where he's going to be in the organization I'm talking about. So he's going to be getting games in, in the AHL, but not a ton. So get him these games here. Get him an opportunity. I, I like it. I, I'm excited to see Tolopilo play. And if you remember last year, who made the big deal on game one? Tell me. Come on, man. Archer Seelaws with a shutout in his first game of the Young Stars last year. That was Jeremy Colton's first view of him. I expect, I don't know if they have announced that, but Jeremy Colton probably going to be coaching this team, right? I haven't actually seen this. Well, was, it yeah, was it was Colton. You're right. It was the Abbotsford staff last year. Yeah. I was thinking of development camp when the Sidians got behind the bench. Right. No, and... um you know, that's kind of the same thing. You want to see Tolopilo cook a little bit to start. I like that. Uh, another name that got brought up, Dalvier brought it up in the chat as well, Akito Hirose. He's going to lead a strong defense group. Like, that's the thing I like about this Vancouver Canucks uh, team at this Youngsters. And just kind of chatting with some of the other guys at Flames Nation and Oilers Nation. Like, I'm a lot more excited about the prospects of the Vancouver Canucks ascending. I think they're going to have a much better team than the rest of these teams here. Better than the Jets, Flames, and Oilers. Like, the Canucks should have... A better group. They have more NHL games in this group. They're, you know, a little bit older. Some of these guys, they got multiple players that are 25 years old on this roster. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, Young Stars is an interesting thing. <laughs> young-ish young, Stars. Yeah, the Young-ish Stars tournament next year when Hirose is playing at 26. Uh, but Hirose, I think he's going to be a top guy. I did put together a little lineup, my projected lineup. Okay. I'm going to write about this for Canucks Army today. It'll be up there tomorrow. But I'm giving everybody a little sneak peek here on the Canucks Combo Show, especially if you're on YouTube. Oh, good. Let's go through it. Let's go through the roster. Let's get it up here, Aaron. Get it up. There it is. All right. So, we just checked out the roster. This is my projection for the lines. My top line is going to be Aiden McDonough, Atu Ratu, Danila Klimovich. What do you think? I like it. Okay. Second line, Arshdeep Baines, Max Sasson, Josh Bloom. Can I give you a take? So, what I'm saying here is this top six is a lot of fun. Okay. We got McDonough, Baines, Ratu, Sasson, Klimovich, Bloom. I love that top six. What's your take? Can I, can I just say... I think Arshdeep Baines and Daniel Klumovich might be line mates. But I like your thought process of putting Baines, Sasson, and Bloom together because, hey, that's a lineup. That's a line that we are probably going to see in Abbotsford this year, right? Like, I think Baines and Bloom are going to get some time-killing penalties together, right? Yeah, those are two guys that you can really hope that if they hit their potential, bottom six guys in the NHL level, yep. both those guys. And you don't need you don't need them to take a face-off. No, that's and always penalty been what killers you together too, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I like got, it. Yeah, third line, I did Carol Plastic, Dimitri Zlodiev, and Mark Gatcomb. Fourth line, Vilmer Ulrichson, the big six foot six guy. Dallin Wakely, Cooper Walker. So see, there's some of the invites as well, but it's some guys that are signed to ads for deals as well. Then on defense, my top pairing, Akito Hirose and Cole McWard. What do you think? Top pairing material there for this? Tournament? Oh, for sure. I think Has he's to be. NHL games for both these guys last year. Uh, my second pairing, Quinn Schmeeman and Philip Johansson. My really? third pairing, Chad Nychuk, Hunter Brustevich. Yeah. You have Brustevich on the third pair. 
I know, I, I know, and, and Kirill Kudryatsev not yeah. even getting in the lineup. Well, and, and if I'm being honest, listen, Kirill Kudryatsev, yes, a prospect that I'm very excited about. Quinn Schmeeman and Chad Nightchuck have both played any like AHL games. They're a couple years ahead. Just like if I'm looking at actual depth chart of playing the best lineup possible, this is what I'm going with. Do I think Kudryatsev has a better chance playing NHL games? Yeah, probably better than both Schmeeman and Nightchuck. But for right now, like putting out the best lineup, this is what I got. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then to wrap it up, extra defenseman, Kirill Kudryatsev, you mentioned it there. Sawyer Minio uh, coming up from Seattle. And Derek Dashke, uh, who they signed last year in Abbotsford. So some options there. And Jonathan Lemieux, that was the third goalie there. So that's that's look at my little lineup here for the Young Stars. My projection, anyways. And I'll write I'm more gonna, about I'm not going to pick it apart, but come on. Ulrichsen behind Plastic. No, Plastic's like three year, four years older. No, I mean, he, actually, no, he's but, five years older, okay. and he's played like professional games in the Czech League. Like, so I'm sorry, but Vilmer Alrickson's only played in the J20. Can we talk more about Plastic? Like, why why is he back? Because 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 sorry, sorry to cut you off. I'll yeah, set no, you no. up a little. Because because from my perspective, and this is just what I think, not a report. Sure. Nothing you've told me has made me think this. But when I saw that, I was just like, oh, okay. Similar to a guy like Kraftsov. This is a guy that didn't want to be in North America. He didn't want to be with the Abbotsford Canucks because no, he wasn't no, getting no, enough that's playing not time. The situation. That's Tell not us. it. So he hurt himself. Abbotsford was going through the flooding, all these type of things. It was just a year where it probably would have been better for him to go back home. He wasn't going to come back and play for them. He didn't play hockey that season at the end of it. Um, he was just injured early. He played eight games, came back, and he was with the team. Then he just went back for another year. Like, yes, last year you probably would have liked him to be in Abbotsford. But I think he just come like for himself needed to kind of reset a little bit, and it sounds like he's coming back now. Otherwise, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't see him on this youngsters roster. It wasn't anything about getting out of North America and all that stuff. He was fine. He just wanted a uh, little bit of a reset after not being a guy that was drawing into the lineup for Abbotsford. But another good year for him in Czechia. Comes back. He's got a lot of skill. He's he's still very slight. I'm curious to see how he actually looks because I haven't seen him in a couple years. I'm hoping he's added a little bit of weight because he he did look very like you know he was a small guy when he was in the AHL uh, and it stuck out especially when he's playing on a line with Vinny Arsenal or our buddy there Vinny Arsenal big big Vinny um, so plastic or plastic he needs to look a uh, little bit more of a man here moving forward and I think he's 23 now so nice little prospect and like I said third year on the ELC for him so he's going to try and make it happen here in North America might be his last go to be honest too right it might be the end of the road here if he doesn't work out he'll probably be back in Czechia okay can I talk about my conversation with Vasily Podkolzin? Yeah, so you went out to the rink and you, and you came in here too. Boots on the ground. Well, you Quads is here. putting in the work in 23-24, folks. Yeah, the only thing that you came in here and you're like, God, it's so hard to get out to the rink and all these to get out there every day. <laughs> I got flipped rink. off by a middle-aged woman. Yeah, well, that's that's Said that saying. kind of aggressively, it's, I guess. It's harder than you think going out, getting out to the rinks. You know this. You, you're at home all the time. Editing articles is easy. I do that all the time, mm, though, so it's an yeah. easy thing to do. And uh, But you went out there. What, what did you see out of the rink at UBC yesterday with the ski? And I know you talked to Pod Coles. You can get to that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, well, uh, we'll focus on Puck Colson. When he was skating, I noticed some improvement on the edge work. I noticed that right away, and you've, you've been to some skates too. I'm not sure if you noticed that, but I just saw him looking a little lighter on his feet. Yep. Um, his edge work looked better, which I, I was impressed by. Like it looked like there was some improvements on his skating. And honestly, like I wish I had asked him about it, but I was more. It was more like it was my first conversation with him since last season, right. so it was more just catching up. Like, hey, you just had a child. How's that going? Type thing. And I didn't want to take up too too much of his time. Yep. But we had a good conversation. Um, Pod Colson is getting out. We've already heard that his wife, Sasha, is the reason that he even leaves the house. And this is before they had their daughter, um, who's now two months old, I should say. But they, they've been getting out, doing a lot of walks. And it was very funny because Pod Colson was talking about his completely different schedule. He's in bed at 10 p.m. and he's yeah. up at 6 uh, with the baby. And, you know, he's talking about how fast she's growing and how he's just trying to watch her as much as he can because, you know, it's been two months, and he said it's just been crazy how fast she's growing. So, also, can I just say, this guy's English? Yep, because Corey asked that. It is good. Like, I well, he didn't leave here, right? No, he didn't leave. No, but it, yeah, I'm just, I'm just remembering how hard he worked at it. Oh yeah, like he was here as a rookie, and he wasn't doing media interviews, right? But he talked to you, and his English was. Not good. Like, he, he was from Russia. He'd never been here, right? Never really put an emphasis on learning English prior to coming here. Yeah. And, you know, he, him and his wife both got English, uh, an English tutor, right? They really, really wanted to learn the language. And, and I got to say, like, I, I sometimes when you're talking to these players, it's like any, you know, Italian cousins or whoever. Oh, mom, yeah. You use simple words and you try to, you know, really make things clear for them. Yesterday... I, I think I used the word like enunciate to Pod Colson, well, and see, he was just a, like, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like it didn't skip a beat." Yeah, like yeah. the guy, he he knows he knows the language, man, and it, it's it's really it, it's really just downright impressive. We've always heard about him being a smart individual. Um, I just I don't know. You, you can give me five years, and I I would not learn Russian well. No, I've been trying to get into Swedish. I can't even start. I don't know where to start. Yeah, and English uh, is just a hard language to learn. I, no, honestly, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm, I'm just very impressed that, by how fast he's learned the language. Yeah, and I wanted he to speaks ask well. you about that. I think the interesting, I've, I noticed this the other day. I saw him, uh, he was actually taking out Nikita Tolopilo the other day. I saw them walking That's down right. the street together. He's got uh, that dad strength. He does, like he's, he's playing like that. But I think watching Pod Coles, there's so many questions, and especially after what he did last year, and I know this was in your report about it as well, like what 
were his opinions on last season and his off-season work because of the, the way that you spoke about it when you were telling me about the article and then when I read it yesterday, uh, I was just thinking, like, he looked like he was, I don't want to say mad about last season, but was would frustrated be the right word? How would you say he would kind of talked about last year? Yeah, I think he was frustrated with all this stuff going on with the coaches, right? Sure, like it's totally. It's hard to make a name for yourself as a young player, and this these are not Pod Colson's words, these oh, are yeah. mine. It's hard to make make a name for yourself as a young player when you know the coach is out the door. Right? right, and the coach is fighting for his job and isn't really worried about developing you. He's trying to win hockey games, and if you're a young player who's going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. you're not going to be in a position where you get much of a leash when your coach is in the position that Bruce Boudreaux was in. Uh, let's not forget, Pod Colson was hurt at the end of the year, so he did not play in the Abbotsford Canucks playoffs. Uh, he told me that he played, actually told Kuz, Kuz asked the question, it was Kuz and I, but... He said that he didn't start skating again till mid-June, but once he did, he was working out. He was skating with a group of NHLers, including Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Connor Bedard, all the local guys from around here. He was skating with those guys out at eight rinks, and he did call it eight rinks. He didn't call it Scotia Barn, which makes me very happy that uh, he's well aware of what that uh, what the Burnaby folk call that place. Right. Um, it was it, it was a very very interesting conversation because he said stuff like, "Look, it was tough." And it's going to be better this season. Mm. And one thing that he said was, you know, I don't know why things were so bad last year, but he did say, like, I can't say I played good. Like, it wasn't like he said, I don't know why I didn't get into games. He said, like, I didn't play good last season. Like, he knows that what he did wasn't good enough to be in the NHL lineup, but now he said, like, I'm coming in to prove that I'm valuable to this team and that I can help this team the way I need to. And I asked him specifically, I actually, I asked him if he heard the radio interview that Talkett did. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, he, he heard the, um, the hit on Halford and Bruff. I'm, I'm not sure if he heard it live. Podsy or to it. let it rip, right? Yeah. yeah. Let it hang. Let it, let it hang. hang. That's right. Yeah. Podsy's just got to let it hang. And I asked him about that specifically. And I said, does it help coming into a training camp, knowing you have a clear role that you can go earn? Right, because last year it was kind of like, oh, where does where's Buck Colson fit? And it's most of mostly just us asking the questions, right? Sure. But talk it was asked about, and he was up front, like he said, like he can be an energy guy, he can play at the bottom of the lineup and be like strong on the forecheck. Like this is what we need from our guys. I ask you this, Chris. We saw Phil Giuseppe, we saw Dakota Joshua take huge steps under Rick Talkett last year. Can Vasily Podkolzin not play that exact same role? Totally. And maybe even better. I and better, the, like with more uh, offensive upside, you would assume. I would think there's a higher ceiling there. And I think mm-hmm. the other thing with Podkolzin, this kind of ties into Quinn Hughes being announced as captain, but you know, you're kind of changing the leadership group. I think Podkolzin is one of the ones that if, if he can become a consistent NHLer who's helping you on a nightly basis, if it's in a third-line role, if it's in a fourth-line role, if it's in a top-line role, whatever it is, he, to me, is like the next wave of leadership. Like, he's not the the Quinn Hughes, the Elias Patterson, the JT Miller. But, like, you could probably make an argument. Like, if Pod Colson's contributing and playing 82 games, like, he's as much of a leader as, like, a Brock Besser or a Connor Garland. He at least has that in him, and especially working with all these Russians now together. Like, Pod Colson has been a leader. He's been a captain of Team Russia, the World Juniors. He's been a guy who stayed here all summer long. Who was with him all summer long? Danila Klimovich. Mm-hmm. Like, what a great player to kind of work with and just be able to, like, be a professional. And I think that, like, that's a good thing for Klimovich. It's a good thing for Pod Colson to have that kind of on his plate. Like, hey, he's he's now here to work really hard and get back from last season, but also help out a guy like Daniil Klimovich. Like, help him learn about the league a little bit, something they can be, like, having conversations about, about what it takes to be a pro. I would not have anybody else on this Canucks roster 
be a better fit for Klimovich to learn from than Pod Colson. And yes, he's got to take a big step, and he made it kind of clear in the conversation that you had with him that, like, you know, yeah, he's got to be a little bit better, right? He's got to be better, more consistent, uh, and just being able to fit in the Rick Toggins system. He just feels like a player who is going to have success there. Yes, absolutely. And Nils Huglander, that's another guy. Um, didn't get a chance to talk to him yesterday, but he's out there skating. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's about was it. Was there anything the else you saw the ring? There wasn't much. I mean, these skates were a little tough. Was it cranking a up a little bit? Yes, okay. they did a conditioning drill, a Good. timed skate. And I found this really interesting because, like, I, I wrote about this in the article. Yesterday's skate, to me, looked like a skate consisting of a bunch of guys who have been told by their head coach since February that this training camp was going to be very hard. Right, for sure. We know there's going to be a bag skate. Like, we can we can bet on that. Probably every day. Probably every day. And I'm, I'm, I'm very curious what this training camp actually looks like because everybody is well aware. Like, we've heard players say it. We've heard Tarkin say it for months. This is going to be a hard training camp, and this team's fitness level wasn't good enough last year. Speaking of, some changes to training camp as well. Yes. They addressed because they had a game on the 24th or something against yeah, Calgary, yeah. right? So it's only four days now. I got that right? No, no, 21st no. 21st to 24th. No, there's, the game is on the 24th. Right. Nothing changed. Yeah, it was supposed to be 21st to 25th. It's I think it's changed. It's supposed to be five days. It's switched to four now. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Of course I am. Um, so that, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that, but also excited for youngsters. And just, some, yeah, a lot of questions here. We're, we're pretty close to being able to talk about, man, I'm, I'm so excited to do our first show after the Young Stars game. Mm-hmm. And just like... Instead of talking about like where they fit in the lineup, uh, you know who's going to get traded, yeah, who's going to play where, who's 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 with who. Now it's like, oh, this is what they actually did on the ice. Like mm-hmm. I'm so excited uh, for that to happen here. But um, we're cutting into important bow time here. I want to talk about bow Okay, Well, let's go. This is this is a big thing you wanted to talk about because you got everybody going on Twitter. I did. I started to use Twitter more. I'm back in uh, off season. Yeah, I thought you were off, Reddit guy. The, the Reddit mode. folks, they really let me have it the other day. They didn't they were mad at me for well, doing nothing apparently and they're they love you now. You got to start working, man. Yeah. You got to start putting I boots so. on the ground like yeah, me. Yeah, no, I got to start working harder. That's my biggest problem really. Over 113, well actually that's the exact number. 113 at the time of this recording. Oh. Responses to the question I put out after reading Ian McIntyre's article uh, with quotes from Bo Horvat talking about Quinn Hughes as the new Canucks captain. Right. Very good story over at sportsnet.ca if you want to go read that one from our pal Big Mac. Um, the question I asked, because fans, you know, I saw Scenes Jeet, Scenes Jet on Twitter, Steve, uh, getting all upset as he usually does whenever Horvat is mentioned. Uh, called him a floater, all that stuff. Now, what this made me think was, okay, how do fans actually feel about Bo Horvat? So I asked the question, I'm curious how Canucks fans feel. How will Bo Horvat be remembered for his time in Vancouver? It is also the subject of our Atlas Goods poll question, which of course is brought to you by the great folks over at atlasgds.com. Atlas Goods, uh, locally owned and operated out of Surrey, British Columbia, go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. Hey, if you turn that pole vertical, it's like what that woman flashed at me yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Big middle finger. Uh, Our poll question. How do you look back at Bo Horvat's time as a captain? Great, fine, bad, and as always... I'm angry. Chris, 14% say it was great. 67%. And that number, actually, I should get the updated one here. Excuse me. 8% say it was great. 73% say it was fine. 
15% say it was bad, and 4% say they are downright angry about Bo Horvat's time as a captain. Yeah. So We got some good responses to the poll, too. Let's pull those there, up. Uh, there were here. a lot of responses to my tweet. There were a lot of responses to the poll question tweet we as well. Uh, Andy said, I don't get the hate. It's not solely his fault the teams he played on were terrible. And, and that's what I want to focus on is that's what it felt like. That's what it felt like when Bo Horvat was here. That's what it felt like when Bo Horvat was first traded. That, hey, he didn't create the team. Like, he didn't no, no, He no. didn't make that roster, right? Like, he, he didn't put that team together. He didn't tell them that they weren't allowed to defend. But after this quote of, uh, it's a lot better than Vancouver, which he gave post-game at a New York Islanders game when they were in the playoff hunt, all that stuff said the New York fans in attendance were a lot better than Vancouver, or the atmosphere, whatever. He immediately walked that back. And I think a lot of people read that situation as, of course it's better than Vancouver. Bo was never a part of a playoff push. Like, yeah. the Canucks, that's what people don't understand. Although they may finish close in the standings, the Canucks haven't been close to making the playoffs in years. Think about it. The goal has been meaningful games in March for years. And that's, that really and that's happened. the thing, and it, it, it basically what happens is what we saw last year. They they suck all season, then at the end of the year they start to make a push, but it's too little too late. And yeah. of course Bo is going to say being in the thick of a playoff run uh, is more, you know, is better than what he got to do in Vancouver. A lot of people took that as a shot at management, which I think is fine with a lot of Canucks fans, management, ownership, the like, but more people it seems like took it as a shot at Canucks fans. Sure. And I think with the context of the question he was asked, I don't know how you don't take it as that. And I know he walked it back, and I know for a fact Bo loved his time in Vancouver. And, um, you know, it, it, like he said to Matt, Ian McIntyre, the only regret he really has is that he didn't win a cup and wasn't able to actually get, get into those meaningful games. Yeah, and Lisa had a comment here, or a reply to the tweet, uh, who's in the chat, I think, now. Definitely mm-hmm. she was earlier. <laughs> Uh, Lisa said, I think he did the best he could with what he had. Upper management didn't help make his job easier. Nothing but mad respect for both. Listen, to deal with him on a daily basis, yeah, he he was great to deal with, with what the situation I think he was given was. So I think that's the difficult part of looking at him as a captain. It's like, yes, they didn't win. As I've seen uh, mentioned in the, cat, uh, in the chat, Corey said that. Yeah, they didn't win a cup, so I wouldn't say it would be great. I think it was fine, but I think for the situation that he was given and put into – I think he did a, like, I, I can't say great, I can't, because I think he did a fine job, but how many times do we hear Bo say how unacceptable things were? Yeah. Unacceptable can't be a consistent that thing for a team. very annoying. Right? Like, it was always unacceptable, unacceptable, unacceptable. It's like, yes, then make it unacceptable, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was the thing, and I think a captain can do a lot of that. That's why Hughes is going to be so important as the captain, because he's playing so many minutes. Nobody's playing more minutes than Quinn Hughes. He can be in control of the game more than any other player for the Vancouver Canucks. I think that's a big reason why he's got the C on his chest. I like the use pick as captain. I know we said it on it's, Monday. No, but I know we not going to start talking about it again. No, but, we love it. Like I don't think there's been has there been any pushback. The uncles on Facebook they were as soon as they too saw soft. Enough, they I want my go. captain to hit. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. I, I will remind people Remember the last time he was, yes, yeah. I was just going to say the last time he was a captain. He had a C on his chest that tournament. I'm not sure if you remember that. Yep. Uh, his brother got hit, and he uh, lit him up. Lit him up. Yep. Not his brother. He lit up the guy who hit his brother. Yeah. Started fighting. Um, so a lot of responses, like I said, um, and the overwhelming thing I see is that people say he was a middle of the road captain, right? Um, but he did really well in the bubble. Think about how many distractions, like, man, that was a very tough play. Like Craig, uh, in the chat here said he, 
He did do the best he could for the given situation. Think about all the situations and that Bo he had to answer, about it. Man. Bo like, talked about how hard it was for and him. And he went through COVID as the captain. There, like yep. He was the one that was coming out that COVID year every single post game mm-hmm. talking about why the team lost again. And it's like, that's a lot to ask of someone in their own, in its own right in a Canadian market, a major mm-hmm. city where there's been drama for so long. But they put him in a bad spot with how many distractions there was away from the stuff that was happening on the ice too. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the stuff on the ice was great either. Like, man, he was he was in a very tough spot. Um, I, I certainly respect him for how he operated in that room. And, and I think people that, people that aren't in the locker room didn't really get to see, like, Bo did really get along with everyone. He got yeah. along with everyone in the room, and it wasn't just like a – Typical cap, like Bo was funny. Like he was funny in the room when the when the mics weren't really rolling. But it felt like when the mics and the cameras and everything started rolling, captain mode. It was captain mode. But like you, you like he was a good guy to deal with in the room. And I know all the players really liked him. But yeah, I think you, you look at the captain to make when he makes these remarks about things being unacceptable. You want that to stick a little bit, right? This whole country club in the locker room type of thing that was talked about in the past couple of years. Maybe there was a little bit of that going on. So that's why I can't say great. I'd say fine. And I think because of the situation he was given and how he had to operate in his time here as the captain, it was that was pretty tough. Like, that was very tough, and you can kind of blame the organization for that. Mm-hmm. I think, anyways. You can't blame Bo for being a bad captain. I can't get on board for saying he was a bad captain. He just wasn't. I think there's great. an argument to be had for it, and a lot of people are pointing it out. Yeah, that's fair. And, and I can... That's the thing. Like, I can listen to that argument. It wasn't. It's not one of these things where it's I like... It's not something you agree with, sure. It's not what I agree with, but I don't... I don't think every point that somebody is making saying he's a bad captain, I don't think all of it's invalid. I think there's certain things that you could say sure. have some validity to it. For sure. It's not my word of the day. Either. That's just a good one. You got to get some word of the day. I got on. my word of the day here. I just can't, I can't fit it in. Anyways. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, Was there any reaction that kind of surprised you with no, your question? No. no you a lot of people, of a lot of people, just said, I, I I was fine with him. I thought he was a fine to good yeah. captain. Then he talked crap about Vancouver. I don't give a crap about him anymore. Yeah, that's He's, fair. hey, when the Islanders come to town, you know what our poll question is going to be that day, Chris? Nope. Will you boo Bo Horvat tonight? Yeah. Will you boo or cheer for Bo Horvat? Yeah. Anyways, uh, Betway, go ahead. All right. Burt Cam, people are asking for too. Okay. At least wants Burt Cam. All right, let's get our Betway bet of the day for Betway. Come on down. Here it is. I gave you two options here, quads. Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero. Or sorry, or. It's going to be an either-or thing here. Bo Bichette or Vladimir Guerrero to get over 1.5 total bases tonight. Bo and Vladdy, each of them are 0 for 8 in this series against the Rangers so far. And they're facing a lefty today. So you kind of give the righties a little bit of a better chance here uh, to get some some extra base hits here. You're looking for total bases over 1.5. Bo Bichette, for $10, you're going to return $19.09 if you win. And as for Vladdy, $22 return on a $10 bet. You think one of these two breaks out a little bit? Both of them. And this isn't combined 0 for 8. Did you We're see? talking about two games already yeah. in this series, combined 0 for 16 between Bichette and Vladdy. Did you see Buck Martinez's breakdown of why Vladdy is having trouble right now? No, I didn't. Talks about how he's loading a little too late, so his momentum's coming up a little too late, and he's trying to hit the ball when it's like over the plate. Mm. Fouling off a lot of pitches, but you got to make contact in front of the plate. You know this. Yep. And it just seems like Vladdy's a second late right now on his load, on his momentum shift, on his swing as a whole. Uh, very interesting from Buck Martinez. So hopefully someone in the Jays notices that. And, uh, Craig asked a question it. in the chat that is interesting, and I'm curious. Do, do you think he like? Do you think Bo gets booed in his return? I, I, I think, think they will people. be booed. Think about it. When Rick Talkett came in, he got booed. 
Yeah. Like there was cheers, but there was maybe Which more is, that's booing. That's just horrible. Like that, I'm just that's like, just well, horrible. that was more on the organization, the way yeah. that things played out with but Bruce Boudreaux. talk. Oh, I know. Not a great, again, it's not talk, it's fault. It's the organization putting him in that yes. situation. It's the same kind of thing with Bo. So yeah, sure, I do, sure I, you're I, right. I think Bo's going to get booed, not the whole arena. I think it's going to be some some mixed. Between I, think, both. I think I think it'll but be I more think, cheers than boos. I think there'll be more cheers unless than he boos, does a media tour you, where he says like, "Yeah, I actually do hate the Canucks <laughs> right, and their fans." He, whatever he does for his media tour, but I think in the end, you are going to hear boos on the broadcast when yeah. it happens. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think there'll be will. more cheers. Well, the, cheers, I, I, cheers, drown saying, out the boos. I don't know. Boos are a little bit easier to hear. I think. Okay, I'm going to cheer, you're going to boo. Ready? Right now? Yeah, three, two. Wait, what am I doing? No, we're not doing this. This is going to be horrible audio. Aaron <laughs> in the chat. Aaron says, no, 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 yeah, no, no, like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do that. Don't try don't and do yell over each other on the show. <laughs> we're not doing that. All right. Um, so that's our Betway Bet of the Day. Yep. Uh, shout out to them. 19 um, plus to play. If you choose to play, please play responsibly over yep. at Betway. Pretty soon we're going to be getting back to some hockey bets because, yes. uh, listen, I'm running out of baseball stuff I'm missing. I like I'm kind of dying off of the baseball stuff yeah. a little bit, to be 100% honest here. I'm a well, little, playoffs I'm a are soon. Up. Playoffs are soon. They'll That's true. Okay. Playoffs get me right back in. That's I think right. I'm at that point in the baseball season where it's like, yeah, whatever happened. Playoff baseball. Like, sick. I'll get back for a little bit of a playoff push, yeah. but I don't really care, to be honest. I'm out. Hockey's in now, man. Hockey's in. You heard it here first. We'll have coverage of Young Stars. Uh, not sure exactly how many shows we're going to do, when we're going to do those shows. They will be out in your podcast catchers, all that sort of stuff, and we'll have it all over the Canucks Convo Twitter account, so be sure to check it out there. But for now, we will close it out there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Aaron Bernardo, my name's Dave Wajelli. I got to pee. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Go for piss. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 